Hey, yeah, Mike. Hey, Susie. Do you know about fundraising everywhere? Psh, what do you think? I live under a rock. Of course I know. Fundraising Everywhere is a friendly online community that provides professional development, peer support, and networking for fundraisers and future charity leaders. Gee, you're a real whiz kid. What about Everywhere Plus? Do you know what that is? Well, Susie, that's gotta be... Well, surely it's... Well, I, uh... Oh, Mike, no sweat. I'll help you understand. Everywhere Plus is a virtual events platform and project management service that works with companies, charities, and not-for-profit organizations in the charity sector. They have the team and the tech to help folks go virtual for all their important events. They've got a custom-built platform that includes hybrid events, breakout rooms, space for sponsors, and multilingual hosting, not to mention polls and Q&A, branded live streaming, and even a virtual recording studio. Well, hey, that's pretty hip, Susie. I think I'll go check it out right now. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hello, my name is Nikki Bell, and I'm the co-founder of Everywhere Plus. And welcome to our spin-off podcast series, the Charity Virtual Events Podcast. And what we'll be doing in this Fringe podcast is speaking to virtual and hybrid event hosts, curators, thought leaders, professionals, so that you, the fantastic fundraiser that you are, will have the tools and confidence you need to move ahead with your virtual events. Welcome to the second of the Everywhere Plus Virtual Event Masterclass series. And today we are going to be learning how we can use virtual events to win high value donations. If you missed the first webinar in the series, which was hosted last month, where we looked at how to use virtual events to support the income streams, you can download that on demand via everywhereplus.com and just watch that whenever you need. And it perfectly uh, supports today's session because you can look how to, to plan for those effectively. In today's session, we are going to be supporting you to win and steward your high value donors. And um, if you haven't heard of Everywhere Plus already, we are the only virtual events platform created for charities. We launched pre-pandemic, so we launched in January 2020, and since then we have been trusted by over 350 charity organizations to host over 700 virtual events including webinars, entertainment, and conferences. So we're going to be sharing all of our insights and experience and some case studies in that area for you today. Everywhere Plus is a simple, easy to use, and affordable virtual events platform. And basically, we look after all of the tech for you so that you can, can take care of your attendees. And at the end of today's session, I am going to be giving you a code and a link so that you can access a webinar that we have hosted on the Everywhere Plus platform, which is about how to make an ask virtually. So do stick around for the end of the session where you will find out more about that. Uh, I do need to apologize in advance before we kick off that I do actually have COVID today. So I am going to try my best uh, not to um, 
get mixed up with my with my my words um um but I guess that's the beauty of virtual that even though I have COVID I haven't had to cancel today's session um and we are here live so we, we we're here in the chat box but also following uh, this short session we are going to be moving into a live breakout room as well where you can ask your questions um, and you can get some answers and some insights that are specific to your cause and, and your organization so do stick around for that as well where you can join us and that part's not going to be recorded so you, you, you do have to, to come in live for that but there's no pressure uh, if you're feeling like I am today then you can come in to that room with your camera off and your mic off if you so wish and you can um, interact with us via the, the chat box. So let's go ahead and find out what we are going to be learning about uh, today. So we're going to kick it off with the why because we are fundraisers and that's what we that's what we do. So we're going to be learning about why virtual events work with high net worth uh, individuals. And we are going to be touching on uh, legacies, corporate, major donors and trusts throughout this webinar. So you are going to find some pieces of information that are relevant to your cause, regardless of what kind of uh, role that you are joining us from. We're going to be looking at some acquisition and retention ideas. So I shared an email with you uh, just recently asking what you wanted from this session. And I did hear back from some of you explaining that you want to learn about this. So I've put that in for you as well. And then, as I mentioned, we have the live Q&A workshop. And just to put again there, that's with or without camera. That is entirely um, your choice. But before we begin, I want you now. Yes, even virtual, you do get a task. But don't worry, I'm not going to make you stand up from your seats um, and, and do any of that. I guess, again, that's another beauty of virtual. Um, what I want you to do is I want you to write down uh, the name of the person or place that you want to make your next ask to. And I want you to keep uh, this person or this organization in mind as we go through today's session. Um, and remember, we are going to be touching on major donors, legacies, trusts, and corporates uh, as we as we go through um, today's webinar. So go ahead um, and just make a note of that now and um, before we begin. And you can put it in the chat box. Actually, no, you can't put it in the chat box. Just write it down on your piece of paper. Um, but you could tell us in the chat box: is it a major donor? Is it a corporate? Is it is it a legacy? And uh, that would be that would be great for us to know. Okay, fab. So let's kick this off then. Why are virtual events uh, great for um, high uh, high value uh, donations and, and high value donors? Well, thanks to the pandemic, um, the medium is much more accepted and understood than it was pre-pandemic. So as I mentioned before, fundraising everywhere and uh, and everywhere plus we did actually launch uh, well before um you know covid-19 was a uh, a well under understood word and at that time you know meeting people on zoom or teams or other um teleconferencing platforms it might have felt a bit strange and, and even possibly intimate but now so many more people are used to interacting uh, in this way and it's much more understood and appreciated um, another benefit of this kind of interaction for high net worth individuals is that, you know, it is low effort. So these people typically are busy, you know, their calendars are full. It can be difficult to find timing with them. Um, there was a fundraiser uh, that I, I got to know at a convention a few years back. And one of her major donors was a, a very well-known author, my personal uh, favorite. And she said that she could never get a meeting with him because he felt... Um, 
embarrassed by it and was like oh you know if you're in the area pop in but I don't want you meeting uh, making any special time for that but now through the power of virtual because you know you could just take 20 minutes half an hour it's not a full day out anymore these people are a lot more accessible as other people that sometimes are a little bit skeptical um, and they might not want to take you know half a half a day or a full day out to to meet with you but now they can pop into something where it's a lot more uh accessible um and a lot more comfortable for them to do in the comfort of their own home and it just opens up the opportunity for you to 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 meet these people and get some time with them and safety as well you know is a huge aspect uh, of this because they're not having to travel anywhere and depend on the type of person that it is that you're trying to connect with that is a huge positive of using virtual events in this space as well um some research that we are um going to be sharing at the end of next month has said that the top reason why virtual events have had the biggest impact for charity teams has been a wider geographical reach and that 100% makes sense and again one of the case studies that we're going to be sharing with you later on in this session highlights just uh, what kind of difference that's made for one of our um, customers based um, over in, in North America. Um, the accessibility point, you know, with the with high um, high value donors and, and using virtual to interact with these people, it is more accessible to people affected by uh, age, um, ability, or responsi responsibilities. So again, not just a, a geographical opening up, but just you know, in terms of uh, other accessibility needs as well. And the most importantly, you know, it works. So again, from this research, we found that three quarters of charities who took part um, in our recent research said that. And virtual events did help them create new ways to engage with supporters and three quarters of them did meet um, or exceed their fundraising targets. So not only, you know, are all of those uh, benefits there, but I guess the one that you want to know about is uh, how can it help you? And it's well, it can help you uh, meet or exceed your targets. So um, if those aren't enough reasons to get involved with virtual, then I don't know what are. <clears throat> Okay, so moving on to the first part of today's session, how can you use virtual events to win uh, new donors? Now, one of the things that I really want to highlight here is that virtual is not replacing any kind of uh, in-person in or offline um, interaction. Um, instead, what virtual does it is it helps us to enhance these experiences. And in some cases, you know, just replacing a method of uh, communication with a virtual event can help you achieve more. And it's the same as direct mail and digital. You know, we're not saying that digital is replacing direct mail. They, they complement each other. And that's exactly the same for, for virtual um, events. Um, so have a look at your um, communication points. Are there places um, that you can put a virtual meeting in um, or a virtual uh, tra training um, experience for people to come in and just learn more um, about the organization? Um, and it can then, when it is followed up with the offline activity, have a much bigger impact. Um, and that's the same here for the for the second point that we've got on there is that with virtual, it does give you a great opportunity to bring in people from different parts of the organization to humanize that contact and just tell stories and, and build connection. So before you make an ask, whether that is going to be offline, you know, or in person or in writing, you know, if you are getting in touch with a, a trust's organization, use that opportunity to, to bring in a virtual event, a virtual experience to connect um that person with the cause now again 
because of the virtual of medium, you are then able to bring in, it's not just the attendees that has the, the better access and reach, but it could be your guests as well. So patrons or celebrities or beneficiaries, you know, again, especially, you know, the virtual element, it helps pe bring people in that might be affected by disabilities or caring responsibilities or, or illness or even or even time um and it doesn't have to be overly complicated it doesn't have to be big events or com conferences sometimes even just like a meeting or a, a q a session or you're just bringing people in to watch a film perhaps that you've made and then they can meet and ask questions to the people involved in that that will have um, a much bigger impact when you come to then making that ask because they've actually seen firsthand and met the people that it is that they um, are going to be responsible for for helping. And again, you know, it isn't just a virtual event that's going to have the big impact for you. It's everything surrounding it. Now, you're a great fundraiser. You know all about the impact of an exceptional journey. So what I want you to think about before you even start hosting your uh, virtual events is, you know, the wider interaction that goes around it, what communication uh, points can be enhanced by making that a virtual event as opposed to you know a letter or a tweet or a phone call um, but then what I want you to do within that is just use this virtual event to learn more about the people that are there so what are they attending what are they engaging with what involvement did they have and then you can personalize that contact with them and be able to follow up um, for next uh, steps and again what I want to highlight as well that your virtual events are a great excuse to be able to contact people now, I know from being a fundraiser myself in a past uh, career and, and still, you know, to, to some extent now that, you know, relationship building, it's keeping front of mind. It's sharing things with people that are relevant to them to keep that relationship going. And what better way than a virtual uh, event? Because you're inviting them to these things. And even if they don't come, it's still really, really nice uh, to be to be thought of. Um, and again, you know, if they do come, then, then all the better. But if they don't, again, because it's virtual, you can actually send the recording out to them. You can track to see if they've watched it and then you can follow up with them um, on that as well. And I'm going to share with you an example now of one charity who did um, just just that. So this was an example of an event that we hosted on uh, this platform, the platform where you're enjoying this webinar today. And it was for the organization Carers Trust UK. And in May 2021, they launched a new fund to support unpaid carers, of which uh, Her Royal Highness Princess Anne was one of uh, the patrons. And they launched this fund to uh, mark her, her 70th birthday. Now, what they did was they invited a select group of high value donors to the online event on, on this platform to hear from carers, the people directly impacted from the fund and also uh, Princess Anne. So Princess Anne uh, did attend the event live. And what happened was, you know, much like you are now, uh, they enjoyed um, a, a talk um, from the, the CEO of the charity organization and uh, the, the chair of, of the board. So it was just like a plenary uh, discussion. And then they moved into um, separate breakout rooms. So there was three preset rooms where these high value donors went into. And then what we did was we moved um, the, the chair of the organization, the CEO of the organization and Princess Anne around each of, of the rooms at a preset time. So every 10 minutes, um, obviously, we gave them a warning. We didn't just yank um, the, the, like her royal highness out. Um, we had very uh, strict rules of, of how we could interact with her. So every 10 minutes, um, once the people were warned, they all moved around. Um, so the, the, the major donors 
and they were from different backgrounds. You know, you had some people that were corporates in there. You had some people that were um, looking after trusts. You had some people that were just like wealthy people from however they, they made their money. Um, but they always had uh, someone in the in the room um, and it was fresh. And, you know, they were able to ask their questions and, and listen to these people um, firsthand. Now, this event was really successful because, you know, um, from what we heard at the event, carers do not have time sometimes to even have a cup of tea. Uh, for themselves uh, or to go out and see friends you know that was the whole point of the the fund was to make more time for them so the virtual element just opened up so much possibility because these people were able to join in um and share their experiences and some of these carers actually joined in as well with the people that they that they cared for um and that was amazing um and I was uh, backstage uh, through that, that through that event um and it just really helped kind of hammer home for me just how much these people's lives are affected by their care and responsibilities that they have. Um, and, you know, they wouldn't have been able to attend if it was in person because, you know, this, this just wasn't going to happen. Um, and for Princess Anne as well, you know, uh, her diary um, is busy and there's only a select uh, engagements that she could could go to. And as well for the attendees that, that were there, um, the list, I would say like 99% of the people that we had on our list to let into that event uh, made it. And again, you know, because um, it was online and it was accessible, it was a much um, uh, smaller impact um, on on their on their day. But it wasn't just the event. You know, they didn't just launch it and go. That was great. You know, there was a post event um, follow up. We shared with them the people that attended um, and what rooms they were in. And then the charity was able to follow these people up personally and then moved on uh, to other spaces on on the journey. So, of course, that's what you can do. Um, on the on the acquisition uh, side of it and there's just some other examples of um pre ask um events uh, that you can that you can run uh with with your supporters as well um so other examples of um pre ask um uh, virtual events are uh, tours so again you know the virtual is a great way i used to work for the british heart foundation um, and anytime you brought somebody into a lab, they would make a donation. But these labs, you know, the access to this and the tours were really hard to get. So what better way than, you know, taking them on a virtual tour, being able to chat with the researchers. It's not taking you know, time and space up. And of course, you're able to access a much wider uh, pool of people to be able to come through onto these. That's great. You know, digging into the archives if you are a historical organization and just being able to tell some of those stories, perhaps getting some of those stories of people that were involved in in, in those um past history moments and being able to to share those and again ask questions. Entertainment, of course, is a, a major one. Um, and you can just weave in uh the the, the the different products and the different audiences there. You can create special experiences for people that just aren't even possible. Um, in person and this might be you know meeting a patron or it might be seeing a part of your charity uh, which isn't even accessible um, by a tour it's just about being creative with these and just thinking about what would delight um, a supporter if they seen it so that when you come to make the ask you know they feel really connected uh, to your organization and they want to to help Q&As are great for building trust and transparency, which we know as fundraisers are key um, to winning those donations when they come through. And what better way of um, getting people to understand more about your organization than training them? Um, so tomorrow, 
we're hosting a virtual conference on the platform for Bipolar uh, UK. Um, and that's a, a conference just training people about living with bipolar. And that's open to everybody. So, of course, you've got people who are living with the condition and they can also invite in you know, their high value donors as well so that they can learn more about that. So there's lots of different ways that you can use virtual events to engage with your high net worth individuals um, before you even get to making that ask. And I think those stewardship points are the, the key moments uh, in this because making the ask, which we're going to move on to next, can be done in any medium, but it's about how you're using virtual events um, to, to, to keep in touch with people in, in the meantime. And I'd love to hear from you uh, as well. So you'll see on the uh, event platform here that there's a little word cloud. So what I want you to do is I want you to just drop in there um, what virtual events that you've used with your high value uh, donors. So uh, if it's something like a webinar or training or meeting, just, you know, a word or two around what kind of virtual events that you've hosted with these people. Um, and I'll display those for you um, at the at the end um, of, of, of the webinar. Okay, so now you have connected with your potential supporter. Now it's time to make the ask. Now this point might be you know, it might be a few months in, it might be a year in. I can't give the answer to that. That needs to be 100% down to you, your organization and your relationship with this donor. Um, but there are a few scenarios here, of course, you know, an ask could be made, a, be made at a virtual event where it's a general ask. So things like galas, balls, entertainment, things like that. Or it could be in person um, and it could be in writing. But again, this is going to be entirely up to you. Um, and your donor or the product and the relationship that you build with them uh, pre-ask is really important to you understanding about what medium is, is going to be right for you. There's no right answer here, but just to mention again that virtual has become a very widely understood and accepted um, medium for people for meetings. It feels totally normal now and we should just be taking advantage of that opportunity wherever possible. And remember that at the end of the session, I am going to be giving you a free webinar that is all about making the ask via a virtual medium that's been delivered by one of our friends at Focused Fundraising and it's been provided to us by our friends at Fundraising Everywhere. So do stick around if you want to learn more about asking people for their donations in, in online meetings and events because if this is something that's either new to you or you want to build on then this uh, session will be uh, very uh, helpful uh, for you and understanding more about um, about how that works. But first, what I'm going to do uh, now is I'm just going to share some examples uh, with you of uh, some of our clients who've um, made asks uh, on our platform um, in non-meeting situations. So they've used events for that. And one of the first ones is uh, Food and, and Water Wash, who are a fantastic organization. And they um, they had a gala, so pre-pandemic, that had a $100,000 target, which they never achieved. And then the pandemic happened and they had to pivot, uh, very pivot. We brought the word back, promise I won't say it again, um, to a virtual medium uh, to, to keep that going. And what happened was once they moved that to virtual, they were able to bring in a lot more guests to uh, the event than they had done previously. And they had whole host of, of celebrities that were able to speak at this event um, and of course they were able to attract attendees from out of state as well and what happened was they ended up 
um, overachieving their target for the first time ever and raised on over $160,000. Our friends at Fundraising Everywhere do have um, a session uh, from then on on, on the uh, exact strategy pieces that they did to achieve that, if you want to check that out at a, another date. Um, and how Food and Water Watch made money through that event was, of course, uh, the ticket prices. Um, they asked for money on the evening and they did have a personal follow-up with uh, major donors post-event as well to check in on their experience. But some other things that you can do as well at events like that is that you can have these celebrities and, and patrons join in live and um, you can actually just have like private breakout rooms where um, they can meet these celebrities. And the great thing as well is about using other platforms than Zoom and Teams and things like that is that you can like block those and protect them so that just the celebrity um, or the patron or, or your or your staff members and the invited guests can be in there. So again, it's about providing experiences. It's about um, uh, providing exclusive access to, to people and, and places. And again, you know, the virtual medium helps make that a lot more affordable and a lot easier um, to manage and just to point out as well that like, you know some of that footage wasn't perfect like you know you had people um joining in you know portrait mode from their cars you know you noticed that some of that footage was was shaky um and through virtual events you know that can really heighten um the levels of authenticity and trust um, that are there so one thing to say is that whilst you know we can help provide a polished and uh, sleek experience through other things like the platform that you that you use and about the journey that comes through is that the actual footage and the stream itself doesn't have to be perfect uh, and hopefully that will help uh, make things feel a, a lot more achievable and accessible. Another example that I want to share with you as well is from the folks at Illinois Food Bank. Um, they also um, hosted an event on the platform um, and they used watch party rooms. So what they did was in addition to the kind of main stage event that had the stream and people were able to interact on the chat boxes and the polls and, and, and questions like you are today, but they did um, have separate watch party rooms. They had 20 of them, um, I think. And then what happened uh, in that room, it was kind of like a, a table uh, at a gala. So only the people who had the invite to that table um, could be there and they could uh, watch the, the, the video uh, of the of the event uh, together and interact with each other. Um, and as you can see there, they still got dressed up, uh, which I think is is absolutely lovely. And how Illinois Food Bank um, raised money from this was uh, sponsorship, as you can see. So the the, the platform was, was branded and each individual uh, watch party room was branded with the, um, the client that had sponsored that one on the do day donations and a, a personal follow-up. Um, as well so you can just see some other examples of how that's worked for making the ask and then of course the other mediums like asking people in a meeting or putting it in writing uh, if that's the the, the rules uh, of, of what that, that donor does but here's just some examples of the ones that you know can happen on a on a virtual platform all right so let's say you have absolutely nailed that um that donor experience you've used virtual events to engage with them you perhaps have even used virtual events to uh, make the ask in whatever you know format that might be and now I think is the greatest opportunity for fundraisers is around using virtual events as a stewardship and engagement tool now we know as great fundraisers that you cannot just um, get the donation and run in order to remain in somebody's will, uh, in order for a corporate fundraising campaign to be successful, um, in order for that trust uh, to give 
to you again is they need to feel appreciated. They need to be kept updated on how you are spending that money. Um, and they need to be kept in touch with you. And for me, I think virtual events are not even for me, actually. So it's it's proven uh, in the research that we're going to be sharing next month as well. But one thing that we've identified is that the high reach, big impact, but low effort medium of virtual events uh, is just a fantastic uh, opportunity for fundraisers like you. And I'm so excited uh, to see how this will be built on um, from 2022 um, and beyond. So how can we use virtual events to keep in touch with people after they've said yes or made um, that donation. So you can use your virtual events to uh, kick off um, relationships. Um, so they have been used for corporate activations. So once they've um, said yes uh, to becoming a corporate partner, the virtual events then have been used to get the staff to meet key uh, members of staff within the organization, to meet beneficiaries. And this isn't just a one-off thing. You know, you might have updates every quarter, every, you know, um, six months, and you might have like thank yous. You could use those in the build-up to the corporate partnership coming to an end because, of course, the next point there is renewing that because that's a key opportunity as well for corporates. It might be private meetings, tours, Q&As, just anything that can build on uh, that experience uh, and enhance those interactions with your charity organization. Um, virtual events for thank yous. Uh, as a previous corporate and community fundraiser, I love uh, a thank you. And, you know, as much as the cards and the um and the written experiences are virtual actually allows you to be a lot more creative than that. You can make videos with members of staff. You can make fun things. There was an air ambulance and I want to say it was East Anglian air ambulance. I spoke about them on the last webinar um, and some of their team, uh, they did like a, a thank you dance <laughs> and song um, while they were like in one of the hangers. And I just thought, they're not going to do that in person, are they? So it was only made possible uh, through through virtual, um, and I and I love that. And um, but most importantly, you know, virtual gives you the opportunity to to stay in touch. Like I say, hosting a one hour virtual event. Um, and then having an excuse to be able to reach out to people, um, having a way to interact with them in a way that's, you know, accessible for, for them and it's less effort for you. It enables you to have little touch points through that journey where they can come in and meet with your team and feel appreciated. Um, and again, just some statistics from the uh, research that we're launching next month is that 50 percent of the charities who took part hadn't done any of that in virtual pre-pandemic, but 70 percent of them now will continue you because of the impact that that has made at their organization so keep in touch um, for that research being released next month because I think that you're really um, going to uh, enjoy that so you might be thinking you know this sounds great this is something that we want to do and I obviously really hope um, that you that you do think that but you might also be thinking um, oh you know we, we'd like to do that but x y and z so hopefully um, some of the um, pointers that I'm about to share with you now can help you to overcome some challenges that you might have in uh, facilitating your your virtual events so we know that these people are busy we know that when people um are online they're likely to be doing other things and engagement is key just because that's a likelihood doesn't mean it's a reason not to do it it's just a reason to enhance the effort that you put into it one of the biggest mistakes that we've experienced from charities hosting their virtual events is that because they think it's virtual and it's low effort that means that they don't have to put any effort in and often what happens is they will 
just bring in their CEO, host something on Zoom and hope for the best. Um, but what you put in is what you get out of it. So what I would 100% encourage you to do is start thinking about your virtual events with the same effort and, and care and attention as you would with an in-person event. Now, yes, the participants to your event are likely to be multitasking. The lure of notifications is strong, um, but that happens anywhere. That happens with your applications on your phone. That happens with your email inbox. It's not because virtual events aren't good enough. It's just because virtual events are online. So one of the ways that you can overcome that is by creating and crafting an experience. So um, just keep your uh, events um, as sharp and as punchy as possible. Um, mix up the, the type of interactions that are in there, you know, uh, sharp and, and snappy uh, sessions. It might be that you, you, um, you weave in uh, different types of session in there. So if there was something a bit more upbeat and then there was like a, a video or a highlight and then you had a live Q&A session, just something that piques the interest coming through. Um, and don't just pick, um, you know, the person in your organization that has the most senior title because they also might be the worst speaker. You want speakers on your events that are engaged and that are interactive with people. And yes, you might have to have your CEO on there, but can you pair them up with someone that is engaging um, and interesting to watch and perhaps do a QA uh, style instead? Um, surprise and delight people through this or Again, you might have, you know, videos from the front line that you can bring in and um, you could bring a guest in that they weren't expecting um, or a tour or just something. But sometimes as well, even, you know, the platform that you that you use um, can be a surprise and delight. A lot of people now, because they are so used to Zoom as an um, interaction tool, that's what they're expecting. But we would be saying move away from Zoom. There's so much more opportunity that you can um, achieve um, when it's not hosted on that platform. It's great for kind of quick chats and meetings and things like that. But where you want to create an experience, it is not the platform uh, for it. Uh, again, when you're... Um, when you are uh, hosting your event, check in with your attendees regularly and uh, make sure that your event uh, is a conversation and not a broadcast. So, you know, set them tasks, ask them questions, do what we're about to do today where we're moving into the breakout room to answer some questions. Um, and just to mention as well, like one of the... Um, uh, uh, hosts of events on our platform, Philippa from uh, East Angular Air Ambulance, she said on last month's webinar, you know, just think that your platform... Uh, that you use for your event, it does reflect on your organization, the same as, you know, you wouldn't host an event in a bus station just because it was free and you could get lots of, of, of people in. It's the same with your virtual event, you know, choose a platform that really helps you to connect with your supporters that can create an experience. It looks slick, it looks great. And, 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 and just try not to just go with the obvious ones that people um, or your team might be used to. There are much better ones out there. And remember as well that these people are busy, um, remind them often. So we find that reminding people one week, one day and one hour um, before the event does um, increase the chances uh, of people um, coming along to your event because they are reminded of that. And I just want to end on this really important note. Virtual events do have the power to transform your 2022 fundraising strategies if you continue with them and if you continue to build on what you've experienced and what you've learned over the past 24 or so months. And as long as we continue to use them as part of our engagement strategies, and um, they've been proven to help charities reach and over achieve on their goals. And what we found is that it's often time and confidence that hold fundraisers back. Now, myself and the Everywhere Plus team, we are here to help you. We've supported over 
350 charities to host over 700 uh, virtual events. And we want to start with that help now. So you will see um, that under the uh, video here that you can see a little button that says join breakout room. Please join us in there. So this is going to be a live interactive discussion where you can ask questions specific to your organization and we will answer them for you. You can join with your uh, video off if you want to or with your mic off. That's absolutely fine. Um, and we will answer your questions in there. And we are going to send you as part of the link as well, just to follow up. So if you did want to chat more about the platform, if you did want to chat more about our experience, then we are here to help. Um, and I have just dropped as well for you in the chat box the link to access the free session um, that I mentioned before. So this is a session that takes you through specifically how to make an ask in a virtual uh, meeting and in a virtual session. And this is being provided by our friends at Focused Fundraising. Um, and that is uh, a session to watch. It's hosted um, by Fundraising Everywhere, who are the online learning community. They use with us as well, but we used our platform uh, to host their sessions and, and their conferences and webinars. So uh, you can sign up as a member on Fundraising Everywhere and you can watch the session for free um, and you'll have to watch that within 30 days and you can use the code Everywhere webinar to, to get access to that. Um, but for now, do use the button below to join us in the breakout room. We will answer your questions and we will see you soon.